Oh my God, you are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show on the Colorado Comedy Show's virtual broadcasting network. Ain't we lucky? This episode was recorded on April 5th, 2021. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three. Somebody oh, has I said think what a, she's saying is a play on words. Right. If somebody has said a god awful pun, then it's probably time to press go live <laughs> on YouTube. Right. Maybe you should continue with the noise. <laughs> this weekly experiment. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you're tuned into what we happen to think is arguably the finest uh, open mic comedy show available on a Monday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time <laughs> on Zoom and hosted by this next gentleman. Uh, would you please give a super warm welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Mr. Mike Langworthy. Oh! 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 Josh didn't know it was going to be me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's super psyched that uh, I don't have a guest host. Yeah, um, it was going to be Tony Randall, but he died. Um, Jesus. <laughs> when it starts happy, it stays happy. That's how well, we still have another work. odd couple here. And, you know, today, hello. Today is um, Easter Monday, according to my <laughs> thing. So already I got to get off. Is that what you're saying, Josh? <laughs> That's a great joke, and you should put that on your resume as you look for other open mics to do. Um, <laughs> um, at any rate, today is Easter Monday, which uh, apparently is not a holiday unless you work for the post office. And uh, I wanted to say that I was raised in kind of an evangelical uh, Protestant family, so... Um, to us, it's not a holiday unless somebody dies. So we, <laughs> we celebrate Easter on um, Good Friday, because that's when the guy gets killed. And um, Easter Sunday is just a bullshit thing we do for the kids, because nothing says, you know, uh, nothing says the arisal of Our uh, savior, like uh, marshmallow things, Chase. <laughs> I'm just saying that we have. I'm just saying that we have a limited, uh, limited capacity for actually understanding what the fuck the Bible was supposed to be about. <laughs> my my father retired at 52 so that he could judge full time. That's the kind of Protestant. He was. Um, so anyway. Uh, I'm going to uh, curtail, as, as incredibly funny as I am, and uh, as I've just demonstrated, I am going to, um, I'm going to get the show rolling sooner rather than later tonight because uh, we've got a full lineup and I want to make sure that everybody gets their time. And um, I, I don't know why I just got, I just had, I don't know what I had, some kind of strange experience. Anyway, um, I don't ordinarily do this, but we have a brand, a couple of brand new people that are uh, supposed to be on the show tonight. One of them is in the room right now. I know nothing about Elena Kulik, except that um, Laura Hug was fortunate enough to do a show with her, and apparently... <laughs> 
considered it uh, noteworthy enough to say, hey, I did a show with Elena Kulik. So obviously she's more talented than I am. And so I already resent her. Please welcome, <laughs> if you will, Elena, I have a boutonniere Kulik. Please welcome. Yay! Yeah, come on! For sarcasm now, Josh. <laughs> I'm Russian. I'm from Russia. Oh, um, yeah, I've been doing comedy for uh, just about two years. Uh, you know, imagine this. I started, I mean, half of my comedy life happened during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how it's all. Uh, and um, let's see. Yeah, I'm working with, uh, studying with American Comedy Institute in New York and do the monthly shows with them um, on YouTube. So we've, I'm working with Steve Rosenfield as my coach and um, trying to get better. Yay. Hey. Thank you. Oh, I'm introducing you. It's your oh. five minutes. Ah. <laughs> um, so are you watching or are you performing tonight? I'm performing. Well, the go for it. Oh, right now? Yes, right now. Okay. So um, a lot of people um, right now saying because of this pandemic, there is absolutely no good news happening right now. But I disagree. School shootings are a little down. <laughs> <laughs> My son, um, who is 14 years old, um, got his report card. And because of this pandemic, his school is online and um, he got all C's. So I called his teacher and I said, under these conditions, my son should be getting all A pluses. And she said, why? And I said, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter took a driving test and she told me, well, because of the pandemic, the MVA officer will not get in the car with me. And I said, I'm so proud of you. You're just like me. When I drive, even before COVID, nobody will get in the car with me either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to hate uh, going to the parties. I, you know, prefer stay home and bed with a good book. But I don't feel this way anymore. I miss having my husband's best friend pinch in the ass. I'll kill for that. <laughs> I miss interacting with people. I was in the grocery store um, and thank God this nice guy struck conversation with me. I told him, thank you so much for talking to me because I don't travel anymore. I don't eat out anymore. I don't get together with people. I don't drink anymore. I don't kiss anymore. Don't hug anymore. I feel so lonely. I feel depressed. And he said, ma'am, I just ask you paper or plastic. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Department of Home Security recommends that they all have a survival bag. Here's what it contains, duct tape, working gloves, matches, and rain, and rain coat. 
I mean, if I get the COVID, am I camping outside of the hospital? I mean, if I make a survival bag, I will contain pot brownies, high heels. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a subscription. <laughs> it's an irony. I learned that I have ADD by watching 30 seconds video on TikTok. <laughs> but I don't know what to do about it because I didn't finish watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that all my holidays last year were marked by the illness easter i we've got covid like down my birthday i got shingles thanksgiving salmonella oh. christmas i celebrated in the way my jewish friends <clears throat> celebrate i fasted <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in this new popular trends in America right now, like cryotherapy, where you expose yourself to sub-zero temperatures. They're also intermediate fasting where you starve yourself every day for most of the day. And then there's minimalism where you live with less than 100, 100 things and can't own anything. They call this living a happy and more meaningful life. <laughs> Russia, we call it communism. <laughs> I'm in this amazing relationship, romantic relationship. We never argue. He never asked me to do dishes. He comes me down, he reads to me. <clears throat> he has a sexy voice. I actually meet him on this dating app, Audibles. <laughs> it's Matthew McConaughey. My husband, my husband called up to me and complained that I forgot to buy groceries uh, online. And I said, what do you want from me? Don't you realize I'm on the computer right now, running the entire universe? <laughs> He told me that I ask for a presence which is just too expensive. And I said, okay, I'll stop asking you for the swimming pool. He said, oh, thank you, that's better. And then I said, can I still get a pool boy? <laughs> thank you so much, I love you. Yelena, yeah, got some laughs. <laughs> That's depression. Thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure to meet you. I hope you come back often. Uh, just uh, an FYI, before I move on to our next performer, I spent uh, like four months in a row in uh, Moscow twice in the last couple of years. And you are by far the most delightful person in the world. Even, even living there, you're still the most delightful person from Russia I've met. <laughs> well, let me say it this way. Uh, I, am not, I am not a typical Russian. I don't represent typical Russian community. <laughs> For one thing, you're smiling. This could be a lovely conversation for another time. Uh, right now, I want to keep the show rolling. And uh, we're bringing somebody who's a, I guess we call it a regular here on uh, the open mic. 
His name is Jeffrey Burden II. He'll explain why, and or maybe not. Maybe he's going to do different material than I. I don't know. Stop pumping me for information. Jesus Christ! I'm just emceeing the show. What is this, Russia? <laughs> <laughs> is this communist Russia or what? All right. That's very good, Ned. And I just punched it down a little bit. I hope you don't Thank mind. you, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> Tavarish, Tavarish, for God's sakes. Get with the program. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is Jeffrey Burden II is performing starting now. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much. Good evening. Um, I, uh, my name is Jeffrey Burden II because... I don't know. I didn't name myself. That's the reason. Okay, just just live with it. No, I uh, everybody. I uh, I have. Uh, I am a forty three year old man with two degrees in college. I I here's the thing about me. The learning never. The lifelong learning never stops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so poetic, thank you. Uh, um, but I don't, I don't know if I needed to go to school for like 22 years to, you know, you know, to, to prove it, you know, that that kind of lifelong learning never stops. You know, you know, um, I could have read a book, but you know, what, whatever. I don't. I. What do you do? Um, I, I, I also sometimes I, I have to work on thinking. I real. This is honest to God. I really have to work on thinking before I, I talk. It's a challenge uh, that I'm trying to face. A couple of shows ago, I talked about how my father told me I was related to Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe and the Isley Brothers. How <laughs> <laughs> <Not> exactly? <laughs> The thing Man. is, I meant to say the Everly Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I could be related to the Isley Brothers, but I don't have the ancestral documents from like Northern Africa 20,000 years ago. I don't know if those exist. So, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just it's going. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I could go to ancestry.com, but I doubt it that I'll find it. Um, I, I was very motivated by Hollywood, everybody, when when I chose my college majors, TV and film. I mean, I went to the police academy because I enjoyed the movie Lethal Weapon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It did. It didn't. But it didn't work out. I in the training, it, it just didn't. I mean, they showed us a video of this man uh, 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 from Far East Asia who was wielding a knife. You know, I'm like, you're not training us how to deal with that, okay? I don't think show me your ID would help me out in that position, okay? <laughs> All right. You know. Then I accidentally shot somebody in training. It's okay though. He was a white dude. He was a white guy. It was all. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, very motivated by Hollywood. I mean, very motivated. Could you imagine if I were motivated by watching Dexter? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I would have been in forensics. What were you all thinking? Come on, you guys. <laughs> forensics, blood pathology. Let's come on. Sure. Sure, that's what you were saying. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh not my mass killings. Not mass murder. Just Oh no. No, you wouldn't be a serial killer. God knows. I did I had I had a family friend say I was so nice that I I probably I probably could be one. Uh, and I've got nowhere to go with what I just said. I just thought I'd make it weird for myself. Did it work? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> um or weird for you. I um thank you so much. Yes, I uh I was, I was trying to take my grandson to the park. Uh, I, I do. I, 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 I really thank you so much. That is, thank you so much. I really enjoy the time with him. He's a great kid. And, but, you know, I was trying to pry the tablet out of his hands, you know, and, and he's like, no way, Papa, this game is like acid. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, you, he, he, he must have learned the term acid from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he found my stash of acid. I really hit it well. Okay, all right. All right, everybody. My name's Jeffrey Burden II. You all have been lovely. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's Jeffrey Burden II, um, who is totally not giving acid to his no, no. grandchild. <laughs> no, God knows. He's Who needs it? Why would you even think that, for Christ's sake? <laughs> <laughs> He's, we don't need to take those children away from him. No. The thing about the Isley brothers is that they're actually brothers. So I don't think you're related to them. But I'm not a physician. I'm not a yeah. licensed physician. So I can't stress that enough. Yeah, th thank that's you. For, that's uh, Ned Rice, ladies and gentlemen, who's our next performer, ironically. And What? Uh, and um, if uh, his actual uh, performance is as funny as the little ad lib that he just came up with, well, it's only let's call it a night. It'll only be five minutes and we'll be on to the next guy. So if you will, <laughs> please welcome Ned Rice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Oh, what a, what a treat. What a dream come true. Starting with a Russian act. Oh, my God. Takes me back. And then uh, Jeffrey, wow, what a show. So let's take it down a notch here. Um, bring, it down, <laughs> yeah. bring it down the level. Uh, I'm very excited. I just started a new venture today. Uh, as some of you may have heard, I am uh, decided to become a media influencer, but I don't, I don't want to use the conventional uh, social media platform. So I'm using the US Postal Service. Uh, every day <laughs> I write letters to a hundred random strangers, tell them what I'm wearing, what I'm eating, what bands I'm listening to. Very exciting. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet, but it's just a matter of time. So thank you. Thank you very much. And speaking of influencers, has anyone heard about Lena Dunham? She's just started a new line. You know who I'm talking about? The writer from Girl? Yeah. She just wait, launched wait, a new- Wait a minute. I think you just misspoke there. You said the writer from Girls. Wasn't she, didn't she write it? Yeah. Was oh, it, it starred in it. actually so written on. or was it just somebody put a camera in front of some really selfish people? Like that, Mike, yes. Yeah, but much like myself. All right, never mind. Go ahead, I'm sorry. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Was this my turn or? No, it's your it's your turn. This oh, okay. doesn't against your time. This, I was trying to put a laugh in your ass. That's all right. It counts against the time of my life, Mike, and that that makes a difference. Uh, Lena Dunham has just rolled out a new line of plus size fashions, and people are having a cow over this. I don't understand why. <laughs> I mean, there's no telling how big this could get. So, I mean, good for her. Good for her. I hope it's as good as her shows. That's all I can say. I, I had a wonderful Easter this weekend. I hope you all have one. A big shout out to my peeps. It's the only time I say that. Is hello. That, hello. That was for you, Chuck. And that'll be enough out of you. Um, <laughs> I, I, went to church. I went to church with my, uh, my lovely millennial girlfriend. And it's the biggest church. I mean, it is so huge. I said, honey, I think this is a mega church. No, no, it's just a church. I said, dear, if you're at a worship service, and the uh, congregation starts batting around a giant inflatable beach ball. <laughs> that is a megachurch. If 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 the wave starts off in the in the in the audience, that's a megachurch. Okay? <laughs> if you go to church and the opening act is White Snake, that is a megachurch. <laughs> uh, uh, I uh, I don't know. So yeah, and then, of course we had these terrible we had these nosebleed seats, you know. Where we were sitting, the consecration was just a rumor, folks. That's Hello. how far back. <laughs> way back. Rumor. You said yeah, it was a rumor. It was an ugly rumor. That's what it was. So um, I, I had a wonderful Easter week. Uh, still trying to deal with this pandemic. You know, the worst thing to me about the pandemic, it's ruined takeout. You know, restaurants that used to just, you just like order food and take it out. They'd have a takeout, whatever. Now with this pandemic, I called the restaurant. Yeah. But I have two orders of lasagna and a salad. Yes, we'll meet you in the northeast corner of the parking lot at 550. Don't be late. Uh, cash only, bring the money. And uh, no cops. I swear to God, I said one cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the lasagna there. Can you just put it up to the phone? No, no. I'll see you <laughs> I promise. Just don't hurt it. Just don't hurt my lasagna. I swear to God, you know I love watching these war documentaries, the 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 History Channel, the Hitler Channel, we call it. And uh, <laughs> the one thing that puzzles me: when did and how did digging your own grave become a thing? Like, how do you sell that, soldier, a, a prisoner? Here's a shovel. Go dig a go dig a grave. Did somebody die? Not yet. <laughs> Why am I digging this grave? Well, we're going to shoot you and we're going to bury you in the grave. What if I refuse to dig the grave? Well, we're, we're still going to shoot you. Okay, so it's the same outcome either way. Like if I don't dig the grave, you're still going to, yes, of course. Well, you know, I'm going to, what are my other choices? No, no. You either dig the grave and we shoot you and you, we bury you or we just shoot you. Yeah. Can I, I, I really want to speak to my lawyer. I, I don't think either one of those is a good outcome. Well, <laughs> would you like a last cigarette? No, I'm really trying to quit. Good call, prisoner. This is a non-smoking camp. Um, do you have any last requests? Yeah, I, I'd like to ask you not to shoot me. That's my last request. No, that's not what see. Your choices are dig, shoot, or just shoot. So you have to pick one of those. So I, call me a stickler. I, I just don't see that catching on. You know what? That's all the time that I have for you tonight and you for me. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show.
Yeah. 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 Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Great Damn. Nailed Just it. Dude, he was on for five minutes exactly. You know, That's a pro. If you Gary. can't be funny, be prompt. Right, Ned? Gary. Yes. <laughs> funny will come. I did. The funny will come later. First, I be kid. on time. No, do what you love, and the funny will follow. The funny will follow. <laughs> That is, that is a longtime friend from uh, New York and Los Angeles and um, <clears throat> written for some of the best shows on television. And you can tell when you listen to him that he knows how to write a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't share any of those tonight, but he knows uh, how. No, no, you know, <laughs> because so often he came close is what I'm trying to say is you can tell that he's, and he's again, like, I'm I was on time. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying that I love I the audience. It. I fucking it. brought it, baby. He's gonna keep working until he gets it right. And yes. I appreciate that. Um, our next performer is somebody that I worked with recently, and I thought he was hilarious then, and um, invited him to come on to the show and show off his comedy wares for you. Um, please welcome, if you will, a much handsomer man than me, David Zasloff. Thank you, much. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, this is my first night in South Carolina. I just moved here from Los Angeles. And um, I learned that my house has its own septic system. Oh, wow. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> a lot of, no, a lot of shit. <laughs> Everything in the backyard is covered with shit. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyhow, it's nice to be here. I think we'll soon find out. Um, I left Los Angeles on a really high note. I did a great live show, one of the few live shows in Los Angeles. And um, boy, I was really missed those live shows. It was great. I did I also did a show uh, in a retirement home because that's one of the few gigs around. And I learned that telling jokes was a joke. Like I, I would tell a joke and then the people who could hear the joke would tell it to the people who couldn't hear the joke. <laughs> I, I actually heard the joke, you could hear it go around the room. You could hear it. It's like I heard the joke 10 times. By the, by the time it got back to me, it was a better joke. <laughs> I always like to talk about my book. I've been, I have three cats with me. I have three cats in the back of my car for 2,300 miles. I wanted to fucking kill myself. <laughs> Man. That drive there a couple of times. I, I, three times I woke up from sleeping while I was driving. That was fucking uh, I wrote a book. I'm still working on it. It's called The, the Complete Book of Everything, Part One. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually on the second edition. Uh, you know, writers, we're all writers, and we, we that's the beautiful thing about being comedians. We can write about everything. I wrote about abortion. Of course, I really have my own opinions about that. And, uh, <laughs> 
I'm anti-abortion for me. Anybody else can go for the fuck do whatever they want, but for me, I'm one <laughs> <laughs> abortion. Look up on fucking church. Who gives a shit about the fucking church? Excuse me. Uh, they lie. I, you know, every time I, I like the last time the Pope the Pope quit, they said you know he didn't quit. They said he retired to put a new face on the church. And I thought, yeah, because the old face had a dick in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <Wow. laughs> I could end it right there. I love that fucking joke. And the people that don't get that, I don't want to talk to them. I, no, I got nothing to say to them. Uh, Likewise. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> fuck the church. Um, <laughs> so I wrote about abortion because the big question, the big question in abortion is when does the fetus become a person? All right, I think the fetus becomes a person when it stops calling home for money. <laughs> uh, until then, you're a fetus. Yeah. I'm falling in love with you, Yelena. I love your laugh. Kids keep laughing. That's beautiful. <laughs> I also believe in evolution. Now, this is interesting to me because the church has finally said that they believe in evolution. That's amazing. It only took them, you know, 100 years. But, you know, they're slow. The church is slow. And, but they're... <laughs> They're not, they're not broadcasting it because they're going to fuck up their congregation. They, they've been saying anti-abortion, anti-evolution shit for so long that now all of a sudden they're pro-abortion. They're going to lose some money, and they're terrified. <laughs> they're terrified of losing some fucking money. Mm. And they just make this shit up. We know that, you know, that what <laughs> the, the biggest con is not Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a con artist, just the worst. The big, the big lie that the election was rigged, that Obama didn't, uh, wasn't born in America. The big lie, huge fucking lie. But the bigger lie is belief in fucking heaven. Come on, <laughs> please. If you believe in heaven, I could sell you anything, mm -hmm. except Judaism. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which they stole anyhow. They stole our guy. They stole our guy. Be open something came. What happened? Froze. No. Uh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, and that'll no learn God. you. That'll teach you to mock God. Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> right. Now it should be better right now. Uh, I have this little uh, better, but there's no picture. I have a I have a hot spot. I don't have a Wi-Fi connected to the house spot, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing. So <laughs> my thing, I was going to Cuba years ago to make an anti-Castro movie. Thank you, Mike. I see it. <laughs> I remember. I think you got that from me. The last show we did, I was the first time yeah, I used a flashlight. I did get it from you. I did get it from you. I knew it. I take all full credit for how brilliant that is. Yeah, it is, it is brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> so I met this religious guy going to Cuba to convert Cubans to his religion. And I'm thinking, as if Cubans didn't have enough fucking problems already. <laughs> this, 
this asshole is going to try and fuck up their lives even more. So I said to him, hey, you don't believe in evolution? Yeah. He said, no. And I said, even with, even with all the proof, and he said the proof didn't matter. And that's when I realized evolution was slower than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ha I'm happy I went to Cuba. I, I, my wife is Cuban, which is Spanish for jealous. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at everybody laughing, and it's such a cool thing, especially Ned, Yelena, Jeffrey, and Mike. And if the rest of you don't laugh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You finally laughed. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I watch, you know, when I do Zoom, I did an hour Zoom show for Narcotics Anonymous. An hour. People said I was scared shitless to do that, and it worked. All you have to do is change your timing. Just fuck with your timing, and you can, the jokes, you have to change it, and it works. So I love you guys. I love comics more than more than anything. Comics are the greatest thing. It's just fucking beautiful people. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Hey, Mike, I just Mike. have two things to say to you. You're a long time dead, David, so watch what you say while you're alive. And hey, uh, Mike. <laughs> yes, Ned. Is, is David available for children's parties? Yes. He got a bunch of clown makeup at the John Wayne Gacy yard sale. So, yeah, yeah. Even scarier. Just as long as I can do my pussy jokes, I'll do kid shows. I got great pussy jokes. Oh, if you're talking about cats, it's not going to matter. Don't worry about it. I feel exactly the same way about religion as David. And, Thank you, Mike. Um, and uh, I want to defend Paul Conyers before I bring the next act up because he laughs like comics laugh. He looks in the, you see this little tiny up curl of the lips goes, oh, that was funny. Yeah, and, and sophisticated shit. He may right. laugh out loud. You don't know. You don't know. So that's not what we do here. You can tell. Right. You don't just laugh, you learn. I wish, Alina, I wish Alina would lighten up a little bit, honestly. <laughs> bringing the show down. She's sitting on her keys, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Officer Down. Throwback. A little back to the uh, Milton Berle days, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, our next performer doesn't remind me at all of Milton Berle. And, uh, and I consider that a compliment. Please welcome Josh DiDonato. Woohoo! Yeah. Hey! All right. Thank you, Mike. And uh, let's give it up again for David Zasloff. So funny. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, such a people pleaser. Uh, <laughs> always, always worry about what people will think. Oh. Uh, really, David, you uh, you got to come out of your shell. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm I'm just feeling so great. It was uh, I'm a week into uh, having the first shot of the Pfizer. Hey. Uh, I went to. Uh, CVS, there's, you know, a lot of CVSs, a lot of Walgreens, uh, you know, giving out um, the shots and uh, which is a rivalry I can get behind. I'm team CVS all the way. 
you know, I'm, you know. <laughs> Hashtag extra bucks life. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of talk about religion, I guess. It's weird. I don't, I, um, I think about religion or just spirituality and how people play with it. I, sometimes I don't even, I have this one friend, Laura, different Laura, different Laura, <laughs> but who's Christian. Uh, and like, sometimes I'll just use the words Jesus Christ in conversation, you know, but I'm not really thinking about, you know, I'll just say like, Jesus Christ, it's hot out. And, you know, she just like, just convulses and winces and just like, cause you know, it's her savior or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> but I, so I want to, I don't want to upset her. So, I, you know, I want to change how I talk. And there's probably some other Christians lying around this country somewhere. So, I, you know, maybe, I feel like I should change how I talk in general, but I still want to blaspheme, you know, but yeah. uh, you can't just say Buddha, it's hot out, right? Like who would know what you're doing? So I came up with some ways to kind of uh, get the point across to still blaspheme like uh, Buddha's a registered sex offender. It's hot out. <laughs> stab, stab Mohammed in the eye with a knife made of pork. I'm tired. Oh. L. Ron Hubbard throats his own cock. You're good at Yahtzee, my friend. Oh. Okay. Anyways, feel free to use any of those. Um, it's weird, you know, I think about like uh, sort of spiritual categories, you know, and uh, I was thinking like, what's the coolest spiritual designation? And when I say coolest, I don't mean who's right, right? But like, who's the coolest with everybody else doing their thing, right? So Christians are off the list, right? Like. They may be right, but they're not really known for being cool with everybody else doing their thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, if, you, if you've ever looked at, you know, all of recorded human history. But, uh, and then I was, th you would think, you would think that atheists would be the coolest spiritual designation, right? They don't believe in anything. Well, you know, what do they care? But that would be if you had never met an atheist in your whole life. Because if you get into a you know conversation at a party with an atheist, that's your whole night right there. <laughs> there are a lot of facts uh, and maybe even some opinions. Uh, atheists uh, are not short on either, apparently. Um, but uh, and then I was thinking agnostics. That's got to be the coolest. You know, they've got to, they're like the coolest with anybody doing their thing, right? Because they are, I mean, agnostic literally means not knowing, right? So I don't think that they're like evangelical agnostics, right? <laughs> like, what would an agnostic getting in your face look like? You know, it'd be like, you know, you, you might be right. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you probably are right. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
I don't. Ah, shit. No. All right. I hear. Well, hey, you haven't. Okay. I'll. I'll do one last thing. Um, I kind of. I maybe talked about this last week, but it's just you know it's so frustrating being like a white person who wants to do something about white supremacy, um, which is not weird by the way. It's actually up to the white people more than the non-white people to do something about white supremacy, uh, and. Uh, you know, they picked up more members of the Proud Boys, which is a hate group uh, for their part in the January 6th attack. And uh, I just can't be on the sidelines anymore. I, I got to get involved. You know, white supremacy is not new, but it's just, you know, more has to be done. And, uh, you know, white supremacists will talk about white pride, you know, to try and clean up what they're about. And uh, I've decided uh, that uh, I'm, I need to start uh, the white shame movement. <laughs> and to counteract the Proud Boys, I'm starting a love group. Um, so we're calling ourselves the Ashamed Lads. Uh, yeah, so I'll be, I'm working on the GoFundMe. A lot, you know, a lot of stuff that white people have to answer for. You know. uh, <laughs> slavery, the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Uh, you know, people basing their decisions on astrology. There have been a lot of things that we really need to address. All right, uh, thank you, good night. That's Josh. <laughs> he has all the answers except for the things that he's not sure about. Um, but, um, I was just gonna say that, you know, who, you did the, who did the whole, David did the abortion thing. And that was the second thing I was gonna say to you. You got off, which was, uh, you can always take the Republican point of view, which is that uh, the right to life begins at conception and ends at birth. Um, <laughs> so just that'll help inform your uh, knowledge in the future. But anyway, our next performer I want to bring right up because um, why do I want to bring him right up? Oh, because he's funny and you'll like him. Um, Bruce Lipsky, ladies and gentlemen, here often and he's funny whenever he's here. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, David was talking about his cats. We actually had a cat for 23 years. Wow. Yeah, when this cat passed away, my wife decided she wanted a dog. But she went out and spent got one of those designer dogs, spent $6,000 on it. $6,000. She carries this thing around like a Gucci handbag. <laughs> Except the Gucci handbag only costs $3,000. <laughs> And I'd rather have the handbag because it doesn't need to be walked six times a day. <laughs> and I argue with, I said, how can you spend $6,000 on a dog? And my wife says, well, he has his kennel clothed papers. I said, the only papers I've seen, the ones he's been peeing on and I've been picking up every day. <laughs> and she's named him Fabio. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I call him Houdini. Because right now, sex is just a grand illusion in my house. <laughs> and, with, and without the handcuffs <laughs> you know how hard it is to perform in bed when you have four legs and an extra pair of eyes and a dog yeah. <laughs> now he's trying to give me pointers the other day he said no 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 now get on all fours <laughs> that all about? and she dresses him in silk pajamas and a gold collar he lays on my side of the bed, on my pillow, next to my wife, snoring and farting. <laughs> I've been doing that for the last 30 years. That was my job. 
<laughs> now I'm starting to wonder who the man of the house is. I'm afraid to kick him out of the bed. I may get bitten, scratched, and growled at by my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't slept in three weeks. This dog has got restless leg syndrome. How's he getting kicked and jabbed? And my wife says, how do you know it was the dog? <laughs> and it's not fair. She put this dog on the science diet. Me, she put on the science fiction diet. <laughs> Served me canned spaghetti and meatballs. You know those limp noodles with the glow in the dark sauce? <laughs> 30 years of marriage. I never once served my wife a limp noodle. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog just had its physical. His cholesterol is 37 points below mine. He's not walking around with pre-diabetes. Mm -hmm. But the good news is we both tested negative for fleas. <laughs> and, and now my wife says she wants his puppies. But I fixed them, let me tell you. And my wife is really angry because I had the COVID last year. And, you know, when you have COVID, you get rid of disease. It's called shedding. She said we spend $6,000 on a dog so it doesn't shed. And now she's got a husband who sheds. I said, well, I shed off the top of my head 40 years ago. <laughs> and this dog. The other day, a mobile grooming van pulled into my driveway. The Rough Life, R-U-F-F. -F. I'm the one with the Rough Life. She spent $150 on a grooming session for the dog. Haircut. Blueberry facial. Nose and pore moisturizer. I said, why? He's rubbing his face in shit all day and smelling other dogs' asses. That's his spa treatment. Yeah. <laughs> For 150 bucks, I should get the blueberry facial because the 30 inches to rub it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need a husband rescue. Yeah. I'll tell you, having a dog and going on vacation is tough. We just spent $39 at the Holiday Inn, hoping it had HBO. She spent $250 for a five-star pet resort. And I said, why? She said, the dog had to have Wi-Fi and cable. I said, what does he need Wi-Fi for? What, is he going to surf the net on plentyofpooch.com and try to score my nickel? <laughs> if I'm not getting it, I'm not paying for his romps, except maybe for his birthday. And I said, what does he need cable for? She says, you know how upset he gets when he can't watch his favorite TV show? <laughs> High Drinks of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> and I was so angry the other day. My wife, I said, she says, I need to get some wool. I said, why? Is somebody having a baby? She says, no, I'm knitting a sweater for the dog. <laughs> I said, what happens? I buy off the rack of clothes and you're making designer clothes for the dog? She said, well, he's a designer dog. It's not fair. Now we only go to pet-friendly restaurants. I was in a restaurant the other day. My wife calls the waiter up and said, my husband and I will share a burger platter. She says, bring the pet menu. Fabio will have the $29.99 uh, salmon platter. I said, what does Fabio need a salmon platter for? She said, well, it's good for his coat. I said, he doesn't need a coat. You're knitting him a sweater. <laughs> and Fabio didn't finish his dinner. Thank you. And Fabio didn't finish his dinner. Look at me, the schmo. I'm carrying out his doggy bag. And my wife is carrying him like a Gucci bag. <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing about pet owners, you just got invited to a bark mitzvah. 
coming of age of the dog. I had to listen to some guy recite an Arf Torah for 20 minutes. Oh. I said, I can handle that. But if this affair is being catered by petrol, I'm not touching a thing. My name is Bruce Lipsky. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce Lipsky, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I can say. Um, he's always got something new. Every time he comes on here, he's got something new. I love that. Um, we have a special guest tonight, um, uh, comedy award winner, album guy, been all over the country performing. He may not even be in his home in uh, now. He may be on the road because he's gone back to life. Uh, please welcome, if you will, Paul Conyers. Hey. Hi, everybody. Uh, th thank you, Mike. Thank you for getting the specifics of my resume correct. I'm a comedy <laughs> award album guy. <laughs> that is it. I know, if I don't know anything else, I know how to introduce you. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, yeah, no, and and I also I I appreciate you defending my my wry smile to David, but then I was like, well, now I can't laugh at anything Josh and Bruce says, or David's gonna think I'm an asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> I felt backed into a corner. That's that's the great thing about Zoom, though, is that you know, like I've done shows where there's eight people. I've done shows where there's like 130 people. And the great thing is, like, I only need three or four of you because that's all yeah. I can hear anyway. As long as like, <laughs> as long as, like four people are feeling this, then I'm gonna walk away floating. So. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, uh, my name is Paul. I live in Northern California, guys. Uh, we're, we have a lot of wildfires up here. Uh, just last year, we had the biggest wildfire in recorded history, and nobody outside of California gave a shit. Uh, the, the, only thing, <laughs> the only thing people heard about the wildfires is that QAnon Congress lady who blamed the wildfires on a Jewish space laser. Um, yeah. And you guys were like, oh, can you believe this person is in Congress? How low have we sunk as a nation? And we were like, yeah, we're burning to death. Uh, <laughs> could we table this conversation for a moment? Maybe get some super soakers over here. Um, <laughs> our, our strategies for putting out the wildfires are insane. Like half our state will be on fire and you'll see footage of one red helicopter flying by and they'll drop like a bucket of water out the side. Like, oh, that ought to calm things down. <laughs> um, last, last year, the fires got so out of control. They were talking about they were going to use what's called a controlled blaze. Now, that's where basically the firefighters will start another fire to stop the first one. I had no idea fire responds to reverse psychology. <laughs> we're like we're like the firefighters like go ahead and burn everything we'll do it too I, I guess the fire's like oh no it's not as cool <laughs> so i i saw last year during last year's uh forest fires one guy saved three families and got them out uh but died trying to escape himself and the news was interviewing the community about him and one one woman said, you know, this morning I saw an eagle soaring in the sky and I just knew that was him watching over us. Mm. And I was like, isn't that kind of a selfish mindset? I was like, you know, I mean, Jesus lady, I guess this guy's never getting out of the forest. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, 
like why would like don't you think he's earned a break why would god do that to him he was a hero oh i mean he was a hero now he's apparently a fucking bird but don't you think the forest is like the last place he wants to come back to like (laughs) i feel like he's earned a change of scenery you know maybe something with a wetter climate maybe he could come back as a starfish or a dolphin they're endangered just anywhere where the risk of fire and obnoxious neighbors is going to be a minimal is i think he's earned that <laughs> i don't know why 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 do you know we're, we're all talking about belief why do so many people want to come back as animals that that makes no sense to me because here's the thing about other animals they don't know we think they look cool like you, you get that right like they have no they have no self-awareness you know if you see an eagle soaring in the sky he's not up there thinking like yeah check me out i am so badass humans love me oh i am the mascot at so many high schools <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. were if you were an eagle soaring through the sky you'd be thinking one thing gosh i hope i don't starve to death today uh <laughs> sure sure hope i can find a mouse or a snake i can murder and disembowel so i have enough no. energy to get to my next disgusting meal that's my life no variety mm. I, have, I have no friends no social skills i just try to eat gross things every day but hey pretty fucking cool being on that quarter and so so many so many people buy into reincarnation and you you romanticize the existence of these animals you know oh i want to come back as a mighty eagle in the forest oh i want to come back as a lone wolf in the woods you want to know what i want to come back as a human male in america because this is delightful uh no notes let's let's run this back uh what do you think? I you think there's a menu up there, and you can just be like, "Oh wow, koala bear! That sounds interesting." Yeah, I'll be that. <laughs> I, I didn't get I didn't get enough greens the first time around. That sounds delightful. No, <laughs> it wouldn't be me. I would I would just be like, "Yeah, I will take the human." And can I get extra privilege on that, please? Thanks. Yeah, just, Hello. Just every just every genetic and geographical and cultural advantage you have back there, throw it on. Uh, and uh, hey, hold the struggle. I'm allergic. Okay, thanks. Love to coast through this thing again. That's why I wouldn't even need the menu, guys. I would just be taking trays out of the buffet line like the worst guy at Golden Corral. Like, chef special, straight white male privilege. Sounds delicious. <laughs> just... <laughs> and again, hey, you want to come back as an eagle? Go ahead. Enjoy being dumb and eating raw squirrels. I'm going to keep going to restaurants and using Apple products. <laughs> okay. i i don't know i don't i don't i don't buy into reincarnation i don't really believe in anything anymore like a couple of the other guys like i don't know closest thing i ever came to a belief system was i used to eat subway every day for lunch and uh once i found out that jared was a predator and their sandwiches actually make you gain weight i was like there's nothing left for me to hold on to anymore <laughs> like i've got nothing <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I don't know i think non-religious people get a bad rap sometimes like i, I watched a thing about jeffrey dahmer and the guy they a guy they interviewed was like jeffrey dahmer's biggest problem was he never accepted jesus christ <laughs> um i think even the most devout christian would admit 
that was like his fifth biggest problem. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like he didn't get 16 life sentences for heresy, you know, uh, but people, but I don't know, some people, like some people will clump you in, like, you know, with, with the psychopaths, if you don't have a belief system, like it's true. But what, what's kind of fun is that you don't necessarily have to correct them. Right. Like uh, one time I told a woman that I didn't think anything happens when you die. And uh, she got all stank facey on me. And she was like, she was like, well, let me ask you something, jerk. What's to stop you from murdering people whenever you want? And I just rolled with it. And I was like, well, let me ask you something, ma'am. Did you come here alone tonight? Did, uh, <laughs> did you bring a friend with you? Did, did your cell phone ping off any towers? I've had too many close calls. Uh, I mean, obviously I was joking, but I didn't tell her that let her worry. I just, I spent all night making sure she overheard me saying weird shit to other people at the party. I was like, what's your guys' favorite brand of shovel, you know? And uh, I, I would say my biggest pet peeve is fingerprints. I think, I think life would be easier if you were a psychopath. Like imagine if you had no morals or conscience, like today, someone cuts you off in traffic. What do you do? You lose your temper, give them the finger and you wish horrible things onto them. Right. But that's it. You wish like a psychopath. Those guys are action takers. Like someone, someone cuts them off. They don't lose their temper. They're cool as a cucumber. They're just like, Oh, wow. That guy's not making it home. <laughs> and that's it. Cool. Hey, guys, uh, thank you so much. That is that is it for me. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh, and it's okay, Mike. I think I came in on time. I'm okay. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's actually yeah. when uh, Kennedy was assassinated, if you decipher that. Anyway, um, so Paul Conyers is right on time, man. Just five minutes plus the extra five. Oh, <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> it's good because it's a tough business. And the sooner people realize that uh, not everybody's their friend, the better they're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, our next performer is somebody that I know and, and, and um, was one of Chuck's and my favorites when we used to do uh, live mics. Remember that when people used to get together? <laughs> <laughs> like a seems like a year ago. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, she used to do uh, the, uh, the uh, mic that preceded this when we did it live at the Goods on Colfax Avenue because both of us liked to get as close to the prostitutes as we could when we did comedy. Uh, <laughs> not that Denise, not that Denise is a prostitute. Oh. She's that was just coincidental that I would say that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> big round of applause for Denise Winkleman. Denise Winkleman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Mike, you still owe me money, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you better have 50 bucks in that pocket when you come by to see me tonight. <laughs> it would be a hell of a commute. But, um, <laughs> uh, it is so good to be here. Uh, you guys are so funny. Um, Oh my gosh, Paul, like, I was going to say if he was still on camera, like, I'm in Los Angeles, and I barely knew the wildfires were going on. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I hear. I just walk outside, and every now and then, it's like, oh, it seems smoky today. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll still go to the weed store. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a bit about me. Uh, 
I'm a transgender lesbian, guys. Are we doing okay? <laughs> like, anybody need a second? <laughs> anybody need me to like draw them a picture? My, my it just means that uh, I eat fish tacos. Let, let's just put it. <laughs> I mean, you might seem pretty woke. Uh, so could somebody uh, like help go back to Minnesota with me and help me explain it to my parents? Because <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> my parents are redneck Christians. And my mama was so concerned when I transitioned. She was like, oh, Denise, Oh my gosh, are you going to have to start giving back 30% of your paycheck every week? <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a lot of regrets in my life. Uh, I really do. Um, and I think we all do. I mean, I regret that I wouldn't have charged Mike more money like when I was in Denver, but... <laughs> Uh, there was, but, uh, surcharge. <laughs> yeah. Tax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so if you really want to hear like about regrets, like hang out with a bunch of drunk 40-year-old women like my girlfriends and hear them complain about their tramp stamps. <laughs> They're all like, well, I got my slutty but butterfly, or I got my slutty barbed wire drunk on spring break. I'm like, I got my uh, slutty but uh, butterfly when I was 35. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> By the way, that's what I call my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> But I wish I would have moved to California when I was 18 and started stand-up. What I did do was I moved to Cincinnati and I became a professional wrestler. Oh. <laughs> Simply to pretend to be masculine. And to this day, I feel like I know way too much about dudes. Like, I felt like I was, <laughs> I felt like I was a feminine James Bond. Like... <laughs> I just wanted all the like cool accessories or something. <laughs> but when I, I, and that was like a special degree of straight dude, like they would have powwows and my buddy Dustin would be like, oh man, before we go to the bar tonight, listen, we're broke as shit. We need to find the ugliest women we could find. We'll call it going to the swamp to find us some swamp donkeys. <laughs> and they're going to take us to the Waffle House and buy us dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> but it worked every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> And when I came out to these guys, like, it was a big deal. I see it. I, I like, laid out a cheese plate, poured a bunch of drinks, had them all over. They looked at everything, and they were like, oh, man. 
you're such a woman. <laughs> like, like, funny you should say that. I, I'm actually <laughs> going to transition and become a woman. And they just took a deep breath and looked me up and down. They're like, Phew. you know, kind of like you're all, all they're doing right now. <laughs> they're like, fuck, man. I thought you were going to tell me something serious. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me you had the herps. <laughs> Why don't you say you throw on some lipstick and go down to the Waffle House with me? I'm like, am I the donkey in this situation? They're like, fuck yeah, you are. Man. You're buying the hash brown. Yeah. That's what I got, guys. My name is Denise Winkleman. Thanks so much. Denise, Denise welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Denise. That's awesome. Um, you know, I don't even have a sarcastic remark to make. About it. Well, you're just, just going to have to go get up. It really isn't enough. Um, so they tell me. I never had any, so I didn't. Shut up. I'm going to bring our next act on. Um, we're very patient, and uh, everybody's been very patient. I'm, and I love you all for the way that you've been uh, <laughs> reacting to the show over, over and above. So please welcome uh, Laura Hogg, ladies and gentlemen. Laura Hogg. Yeah. All right, Laura. Nice to be here. It was just Easter. Um, seems to be a popular topic. Um, I worked with a guy who, um, I worked at a job one time and this guy would always get bootleg movies. And uh, and he was like, hey, I have another boot. And I would say, no, I never watched him because I was like, you know, I'm in the industry. I mean, I was in Cincinnati and I, or in Chicago working in a lotion factory. But anyway, I was like, I'm still an entertainer, you know? And, uh, and he was like, uh, I've got Passion of the Christ on bootleg. And I was, <laughs> I was like, that, isn't that kind of the point of that story? You know? Anyway, all right. Uh, I am, you know what? I do, before the pandemic, I started going to a non-denominational church. Um, uh, I didn't plan on going to a church. I thought I'd be dead by now. Um, uh, you know, they warn you about dying young. What they don't warn you about is not dying young. You know, where's my, where's my fucking pamphlet on that? You know, but yeah, so yeah. I found, I found this, uh, non-denominational Christian church, but look, it's very LGBTQ friendly. It's very inclusive. And I like to say that right up top so that I don't get attacked for my beliefs by all my open-minded friends. So, <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I believe in God when I went there, I get my belief in God, like the rest of my family, um, from 12 step programs. This is funny. Um, <laughs> we don't pray before we eat, but we do pray when we think it'll get us our driver's licenses back, uh, <laughs> which God knows are the only sincere prayers people say, except when they think they're pregnant. So, you know, um, <laughs> And I know, you know, I know, I know all the things, but like, there just wasn't enough singing, of, you know, in celebration of the miracle of getting off probation and all my, in all my recovery meetings, you know, um, 
but my church is not a high stuffy church. You know, it's very down to earth. Um, you know, the pastor wears a zip up hoodie. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's just so she can breastfeed during her sermon. Um, <laughs> in fact, the last time that I went there before the pandemic drove us to virtual church was I wore leopard print. I wore a little piece from the Kardashian collection. I, I hope you were able to get some of their pieces before all the Sears went out of business. Um, but uh, I wore leopard print. I was leaving the house. My roommate, who was a Catholic, was like, you think uh, Jesus would approve of leopard print? And I'm like, I don't know. There were two cougars on the ark, you know? So. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know it's a different book, uh, but, you know, and I don't know if Jesus read the first one. Sometimes I think if he did read the first one, he'd pick a different religion, you know? <laughs> um I uh, I don't know. I never had a church before. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want gay people at their church. At my church, the lesbians are the only ones who wear neckties. Nobody else dresses up, you know. Uh, the um, you know, I, I'm I uh, I guess I also am the kind. I'm like I know Christians are terrible, and I I mean. But I, I'm one of the good ones because I don't give a fuck if anybody else is. I'm a don't ask, don't tell Christian. You know, I'm not going to tell you and you. I'm not going to ask you who you are because I know I've had the speeches, you know. Um, I can tell you the first time I went to the church, they were giving that. Thank you. I see the one minute flashlight or either that or I'm having a. a no, no, it's no. Uh, probably a migraine. But yeah, okay. you've got a minute. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember actually the day I got invited, one of the girls that I sponsor invited me to give, hear her give a testimony and, uh, and then they played Coldplay, which I always knew was church music, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the kind of church every once in a while they get some, they read something from the Bible. I hear more about Jesus at open mics than I ever do at my church. You guys should come. You'd love it. Um, <laughs> But I remember they, they were talking about Cain and Abel, you know, and like all the misdeeds that and all the, you know, uh, crimes that Cain committed against Abel. And all I could think is, I bet Cain was hot, <laughs> you know, so okay. that's all I have. Thanks very much. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I am so glad there's no God. Um, <laughs> we would all be up shit creek. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Mm. No, um, I see. I want to do my. I want to do this bit I've been working on about how it was tough to be Jesus when he was a kid. But uh, I can't do it because I got too many uh, talented people to bring onto the stage. And um, in addition to that, we're very lucky tonight to have um, a children's show host that uh, came onto the show a few weeks ago and he impressed me with his songs and his memes, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> and uh, hey, how many uh, Gen Zers does it take to change the light bulb? Mom! <laughs> <laughs>
anyway, please welcome you and Bronco Brad. Bronco Brad. Woo! Woo! I'm sure glad to be here with all of you nice, nice people here at tonight's Bronco Brad birthday special. Yes, indeed. We're going to talk about how to save the earth. Yes, indeed. Hey, boys and girls, are you ready to get started? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Bronco Brad. Okay. Well, let's get going. Well, we're going to gallop, gallop, gallop to the live stream mic show. Going to go to the show where the... We're the host, Mike and Chuck are keen to the best comics that I've ever seen. We're going to gallop, gallop, gallop to the live stream Mac show. Going to hop on my saddle and away I go to the live stream Mac show. Okay, well, hell there. Why don't you settle down there, Natty Pine, and get going here? Yes, all right. Okay. Hey, boys and girls, of course, we can't start our show without my special little science friend. It's Wally, the happy talking neutrino. Well, howdy again, Wally. Hi, Bronco Brad. Hi, everybody. Hey, Wally. <laughs> now, uh, just to remind people, you are the smallest particle in the universe, correct? That's right, Bronco Brad. And the next smallest is what now? Oh, that's the anti-neutrinos. The anti-neutrinos? Yeah, they're <laughs> the big bullies that come up to your face and go, Hey, yo, neutrino, get the frig out of here. Well, that is kind of dang darn mean, ain't it? You better believe it. That's when I roll along. You just roll along? That's right. I roll away. I even have a song to sing about that. We'll go right ahead. I roll away. I do. I roll away. I do. Okay, well, that's dang darn good. Well, I'll see you later. Okay, bye-bye. All righty. Hey, boys and girls, I want to do a new song for you here for our Earth Day special. It's going to be a doozy. Yes, indeed. Let me pick up my guitar here. I'm going to tell you all about it. Let's see here. Just tune up a little bit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hey, here we go. Well, you know, boys and girls, Earth is such a lovely space. It just makes me want to cry. Cold crust above and hot magma below, like a deep dish apple pie. Yes, just think what would happen if Earth went completely bust. Why, we'd no longer be carbon life forms, but only carbon dust. <laughs> oh, without the planet Earth, life just ain't a good place. We'd vaporize to a million billion pieces in the deep vacuum of space. <laughs> yes, we have to treat Earth wisely, each yummy bush and yucca tree. Why? Yeah, I don't want any of you nice boys and girls to be simple cosmic debris. Well, without the planet Earth, life just ain't a good place. We'd vaporize to a million billion pieces in the deep vacuum of space. Wasn't that a nice song, boys and girls? Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, hey, I want to be sure to take time for our sponsor here tonight. You know, boys and girls, it's kind of a dang darn shame in it. You get packed up and go to the beach. You're all ready to go swimming and get your swimsuit on and you jump in the water. And there's a dang darn oil spill all over the place. Well, that's the time you'd be sure to pack some Ted's oil-eating bugs. 
Mm, yeah, that's just the thing. Spread those oil-eating bugs around the oil spill, and in no time, you'll have a nice, clean beach you can play in, okay? Find it at your local supermarket or hardware store. All right. Hey, you know, another thing about Earth Day I want to share with you is, you know, all those cattle running around in the prairie eating up the very valuable grasslands is just dang darn bad for our country, ain't it? Yes, that's right. That's why my coyotes and I and my all my buckaroo friends we don't drive doggies across the range, no siree. We drive cabbage. Yes, lots of heads of cabbage rolling along the plain. And that's when at nighttime we like to sing our little song here. So if you want to clack along, just grab your Bronco Brad wooden clackers. Well, rolling, rolling, rolling. No time to go bowling. We're rolling them cabbage across the range. Yes, that's right. Hey, boys and girls, just about time to get going here. But be sure to make sure to write in the Bronco Bread Good Time Show for your special prize. Till next time, good night, boys and girls. Woo Bronco Bread, Bronco Bread, ladies and gentlemen. Just you don't have to, you don't have to keep smiling. I'm trying. To... <laughs> He's outstanding, that guy. That's all I could say. Um, so I have to, uh, I'm doing my own switching at the moment because Chuck Roy, the inimitable and invaluable Chuck Roy is being um, interviewed on another Zoom call right now. So he just deserted me. Why? Because he hates me. Um, and I respect him for that. I respect him for that because um, I'm the sort of guy like Groucho Marx. I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. All right, so um, all I can say is that this has been a lovely show and it's been running long, not because the comics have been going long, but because we've had a lot of comics who wanted to be on the show. And um, I appreciate that. This next guy is a guy, he's a recent, recent add to the show and uh, I really, really like his comic sensibility. I'm not saying I don't like everybody else's and get all butthurt because I just said that. <laughs> But I mean, I do like this guy better. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you to toughen up is what I'm saying. All right, because um, you don't just laugh, you learn on the open mic. And our next performer has been waiting patiently. To, well, probably not that patiently because he's kind of you know, narcissistic. But anyway, um, that doesn't mean he's any less funny. Please welcome Christopher Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everybody can hear me okay? Yes. Yeah? Awesome. All right. I mean, okay, I feel obligated to do a few Jesus jokes just because of the evening. So I've always wondered, what if what if Jesus was the first cross-dresser? You know what I mean? I think it was just... <laughs> Wait a minute. That was just, that thing was just so boring without him. I mean, you can sell a cross for $3 or you can sell a crucifix with a hot guy with abs for 12. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, or maybe, maybe he just never gets, he never gets credit for being the, the, the founder of CrossFit. I mean, abs like that, he, did, he just did so many exercises. It's incredible. Oh, all right. Um, speaking of religion, I, I saw a Hindu wearing a YOLO shirt. We were, we were confused. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> either either I don't know religion or he doesn't know fashion. I mean, I don't know. I, I, try and, I don't want to use any trigger words. <laughs> okay. Um, I saw a girl wearing a shirt that said, I woke up like this, which led me to believe she fell asleep like that. Um, <laughs> I wish I wish that I was rich enough to afford having my own opinion, but like not so rich that I would get sued for it 11 years later. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel, which is why I think it's so important to moisturize. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the leading cause of dry skin is towels. <laughs> Sunlight and heat, close, close second. But towels have caused more dry skin than anything else. So be careful. <laughs> um, women have different preferences. I know you see me, you're like, this guy's going to talk birth control all the whole time. Women have different preferences when it comes to birth control. You know, some of them put like an anti-zombie fluid in the form of Depo-Vera, or they put like a booby trap in their vagina designed to eat away at the tip of your penis. Um, or they, <laughs> they just walk around with like a guidance counselor amount of condoms in their births. My friend's preferred form of birth control is to show pictures of her cats, all six of them, because you can't get pregnant if you never get undressed is what I'm saying. <laughs> speaking of pets my friend wants to get her dog esa certified because she deals with a lot of stress and anxiety whenever she has to pay a pet deposit or 200 dollars for it to fly with her money right so stressful <laughs> esa all the way um it's weird i got into an argument with my girlfriend's ex-girlfriend she accused me of gaslighting and I told her that wasn't even a real term. So <laughs> Man. Oh. my friends, my friends sometimes say that I'm condescending, which is not true because most of them don't even know what that word means. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> my family claims that I'm controlling, but they would never say that to my friends because I would never let them. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me if this is a microaggression. I told a homophobic man that I wish both of his parents were born gay. Is that? No? <laughs> <laughs> I was dating this girl and she said she always dreamed of being a Disney princess. So I killed both of her parents. Because... <laughs> 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 That was my, my one minute morning. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I'm having sex. And look, look, public service announcement, ladies. Don't say this, please. I'm having sex with this girl. And she's like, deeper, deeper, deeper. And I'm like, it's a dick, not the Star Wars franchise. It's not like, oh, you thought you saw all the dick I had? There's so many episodes of dick. Not nearly as interesting as the original three that first got in there. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's more, right? Because I would never be having sex with a girl and just shout, shallower, shallower, shallower. <laughs> I mean, 
we met on Tinder. It doesn't get any more shallow. Am I right? Just photos, <laughs> no conversation. <laughs> and, and finally, look, my ex drives for Uber, which I think is great because she loved taking strangers home. And now <laughs> she, she loves Airbnb because she can fuck different dudes but remember the same address. It's so, <laughs> where are you staying? <laughs> I was just there. There's probably stains on the sheet. They never wash them. All right, you guys have a good night. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Yeah, everything was great right up until they never washed the sheets. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, uh, our next performer, another person who's um, had a bunch of sets here and is uh, amusing, and plus she's a, a great life coach. And you'll see why. <laughs> uh, please welcome Paula Max. Hello, hello. Max. All right, Mike, you know, I like to give you the clap you can tell your mama about. So thank you for hosting these mics. I appreciate you very much. Um, speaking of STDs, uh, you guys know why they don't put S- uh, pregnancy on the list of STDs? No. So Mother Nature can find her bitches, y'all. Be careful. (laughs) She will stomp all over your fucking plans, man. Can I just tell you? Shit. Yeah. Um, Back when I was young and dumb and full of a lot of bad ideas, um, I thought it was a good idea to get married and have kids. (laughs) No. The only good thing about that is the kids weren't (laughs) bastards, you know? Uh, can I fucking tell you? And also, I like to brag. They all have the same dad, so yay me. <laughs> yeah. My sisters couldn't do that, so I win. So bad when you count that shit. No, I got to ask, though. Um, thank my horror stars. I never caught an STD. But I wonder if STDs talk bad as, back as bad as mine do. You know, my kids, like, <sighs> You know, does the clap really <laughs> clap? <laughs> yeah. Because no offense to my babies, I love them dearly, but they're going to last longer than I will. You know, that's kind of heavy, you know? Like, shit. <laughs> um, um, I noticed in lockup, before the lockup, actually, that there's a lot of similarities between my life and that locked up show, you know? <laughs> yeah. This place is full of innocent people, and there's fucking gangs running around, y'all. Gangs. Did you know that in the motherhood, when you make more than one kid, you make your own gang? Uh. (laughs) You're just thinking you're making a playmate because 24 hours a day is really fucking long. You just have one kid, you know? (laughs) So you're like, make you a buddy, you know? But see, that's mother, that's mother nature getting you twice. See, because now you're making more of your problem, you know? And I got to say something to Charles Darwin. If I could ever meet that dude, first of all, you could have told me I don't feel it when I'd be naturally selected. You know, it would have been nice to at least feel it, you know. And the second thing is he could have warned us that it's really hard to watch others be naturally selected, you know. Awkward. It's awkward. Um, Speaking of other awkward things, I chose not to spank my kids. Man, early in my motherhood, I came out of the closet and told my family, I'm not spanking my kids. You can't make me do it. <laughs> yeah. So my dad, my dad likes to come up and give me hugs and he says, well, honey, it's going to take a really long time to grow the dumb out of these kids if you're not going to spank. 
what are you trying to say, Dad? Am I done? You know? He says, you thought cleaning your room was bad, huh? I'm like, Dad, stop. There's too much. <laughs> too much. And my mom's sitting over there laughing. She's like, why do you think God put a crack in that ass, honey? To absorb the blow. Because we all would need to be spanked, you know? Yeah. So bad. <laughs> And because I don't spank, I have to do dumb stuff. Like once there was a donut embargo. Yeah. Banned donuts. It had an effect. Like it worked, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, I have to trick them. I have to trap them. I've taped them. Um, videotape, not packaging tape. So I'm so fucking tempted to, you know, just. Uh, <laughs> uh. But that's too easy to be loud, you know? That that can't be allowed. That's just too, like, you know, anyways. Yeah, a few years ago, I had a son, uh, a 12-year-old son who decided he wanted to be a pothead. Um, and I found out he had weed on him. And I couldn't do anything to get it off of him. I searched his room. I had his peers put pressure on him. Nothing worked. And then one night, it hit me. I'm going to fake a phone call from the vice principal of their school. <laughs> what do they know? Yeah, she was calling. She was calling to tell us that the canine unit was coming in the morning, you know, because they found out he got weed from the police chief's son. See how this fucking takes off? I mean, <laughs> kids are too dumb to be fucking with drugs, you know? Um, but I told him, I told him that if he got mommy the weed, she'd help him out, you know? So he brought me the weed, you guys. He had buried it. That's why I didn't find it. <laughs> Who knew he was smart enough to bury shit, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> you never know where the gems come in parenting so rule number one in parenting never look as dumb as the kids do have a good night take your birth control and stay safe thank you yeah. thank you very very much Paula Maddox you see uh, I always say this every week this time I've said it a couple of times you don't just laugh you learn with Paula you laugh and you learn um, I wish you'd met me 20 eight years ago when I done something about it. What's, I don't know what's going on in the background. Someone seems to be twisting. Someone else's STD talking. <laughs> Someone else's STD. <laughs> uh, be that as it may. No offense. They're important. No, no judging or anything. God, no. No, hell no. Hell no. Far be it from Paula to judge somebody for having that kind of STD. Anyway, you know what I'm saying is we have a, we have a performer who was just taping across the hall in uh, Philadelphia and decided to come over here and close our show for us. Um, big, I'm a big fan. I won't, I won't wax too poetic about this because you know it starts to get creepy after a while. And um, by the way, one of the uh, headlights on your car is out. Oh, Danny. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. That's I would no, no. I don't know what you're thinking, but no. Anyway, please welcome our headliner for this evening, Danny Rydell. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. How would you know my headlights are out? I have <laughs> an I have an early '90s Miata. Uh, I'm. Oh, I know what you've got. I mean. <laughs> You know what? Why don't we discuss this later? Because <laughs> the headlights are down. No, it's not like I... yeah, nobody. I'm. I'm actually. I don't have it anymore. I really do miss my car, though. That was like one of the funnest parts. Yeah, the little headlights. Yeah. Pop up. Just, whoop, whoop. You say hi to each other. 
yeah. then when the asshole on the other side doesn't do it back, you feel bad for like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you got me thinking, though, like how many Gen Z kids does it take to change a light bulb? And I think I figured it out. <laughs> i don't know i mean i i don't know what, what what gen z kids do like my favorite form of birth control is being middle-aged it's, it's easy actually i really i really uh don't want children uh nothing personal against any well you know what it kind of is. I've met a lot of kids who are real assholes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> if I have to just be fucking honest. But Facebook uh, seems to think that I need to see ads for fertility treatments 27 times a day. <laughs> and it's it's a little upsetting because it's it's just like, like, why are you questioning my life choices, Facebook? I don't appreciate this, first of all. Assuming my role as a woman involves procreation all the time, fuck you. But <laughs> I guess it's a nice reminder that I could still get pregnant. It's an even nicer reminder that I'm too old to get pregnant by accident. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I, I actually have an idea too. I think I know how we can totally solve the whole like abortion debate and just not have any unplanned pregnancies, right? Think about it. What if we had an app? What if we had a, like, it'd be kind of like a, it'd be kind of like an IUD, except it, like it would just kind of hang out on the side and have Bluetooth. And, and if you, if there was conception, you'd just get a notification right? And then you could choose to like cancel or accept. <laughs> we call it Uterap. Yeah. Uterap. Uterap would warn you then before ahead of time. Conception imminent. Did you choose to accept or cancel? Please read the terms and conditions before clicking accept. May contain malware. Hey, it's something. It might work. Anyway, uh, I just came from an AA meeting. Um, that's what I call Ooh. putting fresh batteries in my vibrator. <laughs> I, uh, I am actually, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I have been sober for two and a half years since, uh, yeah, late 2019. Yeah. As I do the subtraction, I, I, I realize that uh, I must admit I'm giving myself double credit for 2020. Sobriety time. <laughs> well earned. Well earned because I regret every fucking minute of it. <laughs> oh god but i i just i know i had i had to quit drinking though it was to the point where i would wake up in the morning and my liver would just yell at me <laughs> <laughs> like i mean all i would do is i'd get up you know i'd make myself my favorite morning beverage which is a kentucky coffee which if you've never had one it's amazing the recipe is simple it's a bottle of maker's mark with a bendy straw in it and <laughs> my liver just goes like you have been awake for 12 minutes. <laughs> and you know I have a day job, right? <laughs> As an organ. <laughs> I have a wife and kidneys to support. <laughs> I can't spend my whole lunch break metabolizing your breakfast whiskey. <laughs> it did, of course, because 
you know, my liver is such a badass. It really is. Like, I swear my liver, the only explanation is it's got to be the reincarnation of the liver of Winston Churchill. Uh, uh, It's handled. (laughs) Yeah. He drank a lot. Yeah. Sorry, we'll never meet. (laughs) You know, if, uh, if it turns out not YOLO and I do meet Winston Churchill, I'm going to relapse and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking blast. Winston Churchill is uh, allegedly, no one's really sure, uh, the the person who originated the quote, history was written by victors. And I believe Mr. Churchill to be correct there. I believe, though, that there is one exception, and that's Broadway musicals. I'm going to cite Fiddler on the Roof as an example, as you may or may not have noticed if I've turned to the side at any point this evening. I am, in fact, Jewish. So that is one of my favorite musicals for a number of reasons. But there, that was not written by the Kozaks. That was not. <laughs> no, Russian imperialists did not write Fiddler on the Roof. That would have been a very, very different musical. It would have been uh, more like a traditional kind of like toe tapping kick line Broadway musical. There have been like rockets with like vodka bottles balanced on their heads in like a real low kick line you know, and start just a constable comes on singing like start spreading the Jews. <laughs> actually is um, when when so my, my family actually did come to this country uh, around that time to escape uh, imperialist Russia, Russia and the you know slaughter of jews and whatever other crap everyone was doing to jews at every point in history i don't know uh but uh yeah no it was they they came over in uh, like the 19 teens and uh which was which was perfect because that was around the time that hitler was just about done with getting rejected from art school so i'm the first comedian in my family but they had some great timing <laughs> Uh-huh. I just I just really wish that we had the space lasers when I was a kid. Because for all the times I got bullied for being Jewish, that would have been a great freaking comeback. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have space lasers when I was a kid, though. It was rough. We had Hala and Hollywood. That was it. Like <laughs> no space lasers. And there was a kid who used to bully me. He would come up to me and say stuff like uh, like, you know, my mom says your people control the media. And I just said, um, okay, well, uh, your mom's credit score and her weight are the same. (laughs) (laughs) Are you calling my mom fat? I said, no, of course not. I would never body shame anyone. I'm just saying that she's height, weight, proportionate and unconscionably neglects her lenders. (laughs) And I know because we don't control the media. It's the banks. Y'all. Yeah, little asshole. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do need to say, though, that I hate perpetuating negative Jewish stereotypes, like the fact that we're bad at sports, but the space laser was meant to hit Mar-a-Lago. Sorry about that. I'm Danny Rydell. Thank you, everyone, very much. Have a good night. Danny Rydell! Danny Rydell, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, And, you know, Thank everybody. This has been quite the show, I have to say. Um, okay, and I will get you off the spotlight, Danny, so you can stop.
smiling insincerely at what I, what, what I say. Because <laughs> um, uh, Mike, are you feeling okay? Because you're so complimentary tonight. Are you all right? Uh, <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, no, I just uh, I drank uh, a heaping helping of fuck you, Christopher. Um, a couple yeah. of years. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot uh, better about things. Um, anyway, this has been a lovely show. We have a, we've had a, a lot of uh, variety and people who I'd never seen before, and I was really thrilled to meet people that have been here before. And people, and one thing I want to compliment everybody on was. the uh, large amount of new material that I heard from people who have been here for several times. Because this is an open mic, and it's great if you want to work on polishing a particular five minutes, but it's also supposed to be a safe space for you to work on new material, and it sounds and looks like people are taking that seriously. So um, I feel like it's fun. And um, Thank you guys for putting this on YouTube. I went back and saw my previous set so I didn't repeat myself oh well thanks Christopher um, it's really nice that you guys do that seriously yeah, um, yeah no question yeah, uh, thanks guys really <laughs>